I'd like to welcome Mr. Eduardo to the program today. Uh, I have met Ed Eduardo uh, in Canada and I have traveled to Peru and I met his brother and he was, uh, his brother was crucial in uh, the 17 people that, 17 Kundalini people that we took down to Peru to explore the ayahuasca. And so welcome, Eduardo. Welcome, my friend. I'd like to also thank you for the kind and generous gifts that you sent to me, the amino acids and all the different things that can help me with my, uh, my health uh, issues. So thank you again, Eduardo. And it's nice to see Felicia back. Wait a couple more minutes here, then we'll get started. In the meantime, uh, hello, Tamer. In the meantime, if, if anybody has a question they'd like to ask about their Kundalini equation at this time, this is a good time to bring it up and we will address it directly. So, ask me a question. Yes. Um, the, the the break the when the energy break the the blockages suddenly or like uh, it's like uh, carving a stone need time like like being scratched by a wild animal yes well i don't know anybody else here that lives in west texas that would have any kind of experience about that but <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure if we ask around a little bit, we can find someone with that kind of an experience. Hmm, let me think. Da, 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 da. Is it you, Christina? No, no. Uh, Julia, is it you? Magali? It must be, let me think. Um, Dr. Anthony. <laughs> Dr. Anthony has probably, what, 30 years experience with that? 30? It started about 30 years ago, no, actually more than 30 years ago, um, when I was doing my residency program in psychiatry. And um, the building that I did my residency in was over 100 years old, and it was right next to a cemetery. And, uh, <laughs> and there are also lots of very disturbed people there, too. But uh, it started with getting bitten in, in, in the hospital, and then, oh... All kinds of weird things happened. And then about 10 years ago, I started getting bloody scratches. And that was here in West Texas. Um, and that started the day after my daughter and I prayed for, oh, a biker gang leader that was murdered. And um, she worked in a bar that his wife worked at. And uh, she was afraid the biker gang was going to come in and shoot up the place. So we prayed for him. And we asked to liberate his spirit and, you know, to forgive and, and to be free. And um, I think it worked. But the very next day, I got this horrible scratch on both my legs, bloody scratches. And um, I, didn't, I didn't hit anything or anything, but that's when it started. And it, it kept going for about 10 years until I finally discovered Kundalini. Can you tell them about how it pulled your intestines out through your nostril do you want to mention that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i didn't know 
So you want to keep that private? I, I understand. Intestines are my not. No, that did not happen actually. Um, but I had some weird entities. Um, when I finally surrendered to Kundalini and I asked for help with the pain in my neck, and it was really severe. Um, a week after that, I, I remember I had told you what had happened. And I had a, uh, a stab wound in my back while I was sitting at the couch, on the couch watching TV. And, and I, I reached back there and my hand was bloody. It was actually, I was bleeding quite a bit. And I had my wife look at it and she took a picture of it. It was actually like a knife stab wound right at the base of my neck. And I remember I, I contacted you and you said it was a, did it, you said, first of all, does it hurt anymore? And I was so surprised because it didn't hurt anymore. And then you, you told me that it was a releasing wound. And shortly after that, um, while I was meditating, I felt something pulling at my neck. And, and it was Kundalini pulling a, an entity off of my neck through my, my chakra. And it had these tentacles. And I could feel the suction cups around my neck slowly being pulled off and uh since then i my neck was healed i haven't had problems like i used to I, i'm still having problems with my hands but i think that's arthritis i think um, we should have everyone that has an entity problem spend the night next to dr anthony in bed what do you think everybody <laughs> i don't think my my wife would understand <laughs> But that's not necessary. Um, no, it isn't. Basically, reporting to to Kundalini and surrendering, and and just discussing what issues you have, and letting Kundalini handle it. That's the best way. That is the best way. I agree. Thank you. Thank you for letting us in on that. It, you know, it's 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 very true. Uh, most entities are multipeds, like squids or octopus, and. That's so that they can they can put a tentacle, you know, like if they have eight tentacles, they can cover all your chakras. So they will feed off the life force coming through all of your chakras. Um, and in, in regards to your question, Tamer, uh, a lot of these entities will have claws. But actually, I'm going to deviate a little bit, and I'm going to suggest that that which has claws is typically the Kundalini itself. The Kundalini itself. Remember, she comes as a tiger. She comes as a bear. She comes as a lion. She comes as a wolf. She comes to people in high echelon predatory species. Okay. So if you're being scratched, Tamer, if you're being scratched like, like a claw mark, that's a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. And I want you to develop a level of gratitude. Matter of fact, you know, as soon as we're done talking about this, I want you to, to reflect a little bit, go inside and say, thank you, Shakti Kundalini, because it's the sacred feminine Kundalini that hands this part of the transformation for people, okay? So you're okay. in luck. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And thank you, Dr. Anthony, for that that experiential explanation very very good anybody else have a question they'd like to bring up 
about their equation. Now I've had a few uh, new folks arise and I'm going to repeat myself. Um, the reason why we're doing these on high holy holidays uh, is because Kundalini never takes a break. It never goes on vacation. It never takes a day off. And I think that in our understandings and our, uh, ex our experience with Kundalini, we never take a day off with it either. It's always there. We're always working with it. We're always learning from it. We're always experiencing what it wants us to experience. With that in mind, Kundalini is a 24-7 experience for the rest of your life. Now, as you acclimate to it, as you acclimate to certain areas of the Kundalini, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll feel normal to you. It's like you can walk along the beach like Matt's doing right now. Just walk along and, you know, you'll feel the various surges and whatnot that Kundalini comes through. You'll maybe feel a, a greater articulation of the visuals, like the, the sunlight playing off the waters the, uh, the color of the sand versus the color of the sky or the water. Uh, Kundalini will heighten your visual awareness uh, to a large degree. But because she, she brings that on ever so slowly and gradually, you won't necessarily notice the difference immediately. But if you were to, to gauge your vision when you were five years ago, Compared to where you are now with your Kundalini, you'd see quite the difference. More contrast, more depth, a greater color awareness. But not only these these five sense types of things, but you'll feel the energy of the wind, the intelligence of the wind, the intelligence of the water and the and the and the stones that you're walking on. And by stones, I mean sand because each grain of sand is an actual stone of a different variety okay so you'll you'll have a you'll have a greater regard for these types of things and it's not necessarily just in nature that you'll experience this you'll you'll experience it in your own home you'll experience it walking in the mall shopping for candy canes because they're on sale now <laughs> For those of you who have children, <laughs> candy canes are on sale right now. <laughs> come one, come all. Uh, so, so with that understanding of this accelerated and extreme level of appreciation, you need to understand that this is a constant theme in your life. You're constantly going to be changing. Constantly changing towards a greater level of vibratory awareness that that goes beyond the five senses, way beyond the five senses. Now, if you have, if you if you have animals around you, uh, you know I know Doctor Anthony rescues dogs and, and and armadillos and tarantulas, and when you when you're around animals, you can really feel their intellect, their input. You know I have I have a couple dogs, a cat, and a crow. And you can really feel their input. You can really understand what they're telling you, what, what issues they might have, what they want, what they don't want, these types of things, without necessarily have them bark at you or cry at you or whine at you. You just look with them. And this is a form of telepathy. This is a form of emotional telepathy. See, we've talked about this a few times before, the emotional telepathy. 
this is a form of that as well. And I would like you all to practice your emotional telepathy with your kids. Don't necessarily ask them a question out loud. Think the question to them. And there's no space and there's no distance that telepathy can't penetrate. So, you know, if you're living in, like, say, the remnants of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and uh, let's just say your kids are, like, somewhere in Australia, maybe. So if your kids are somewhere in Australia, you know, and, and you want to communicate with them, all you have to do is start thinking towards them. And on an emotional level, they will pick this up. And it's really helpful if you're separated from your kids, like say, you know, an estranged marriage or a separation. What you can do is you can just visualize them in your mind and just send them love. Send them love and security and caring and, and the gentle qualities that only you know about them. And you can do the same thing with a lover. Or, or a, you know, a, a wife or a husband, boyfriend, girlfriend. It's the same. You can do those very same things. And it's important to do these things when you're in a relationship. And if you want to, let's say you're kind of like having difficulty in the relationship. And it's like, oh, it's not going the way you want it to go. And, you know, you take a, you take a look at it. And you go, well, why should it always go the way I want it to go? You know, why shouldn't it go the way we want it to go? You know, and you begin to, to look at the balancing within the relationship. You can send that level of balancing through emotional telepathy into the equation. Very, very important for you to understand that. Now, our lovely uh, Carpathian woman, Julia, she has been given a form of sorcery, as, as we've talked before from her kundalini, that's called an ea. Now, we can't go into it because there are certain things that you just you know, you have to keep to yourself. But this is also a very, very, very effective way of, of changing the dynamic of a situation through a level of emotional and spiritual telepathy. So when you look at the telepathics, you have, you have emotional telepathy, you have mental telepathy, you have uh, uh, physical telepathy, such as telegraphing your move, like, you know, if you're going to hit somebody, will you go back like that's telegraphing the move. Uh, you have different levels of telepathy. Uh, you have telepathy, with, the telepathy with animals and the telepathy with people are pretty similar. Okay. Science thinks that because animals have a different size brain than a human brain is, that their brain is therefore less than and therefore not as sufficient in in uh, in uh, holding and and uh, using knowledge. And what you have to understand is that it's it's really not size comparison to humans that matters. It's the size of the brain for the individual creature that matters. And size doesn't you know. Kundalini is as small as a blue-white spark that activates the ovum when the sperm reaches into it. Okay, that's microscopically small, and so are we just going to sit there and deny the intelligence of Kundalini simply because it's not as big as our brain? Do you see how absolutely ridiculous that is? 
So never, 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 never judge a creature as being insufficiently intellectual because its brain isn't as large as yours. Okay. Uh, and within the telepathic, some of these creatures are far more telepathic than we are, such as praying mantises and hummingbirds and, and creatures of that sort. Also, uh, various uh, game fishes like trout and bass, very, very telepathic, very telepathic. So telepathic, they can tell when you're standing by a stream whether you're a, a predator or, or someone who's in balance with nature. And if, if they find you to be in balance with nature, they will literally jump in your hand just for the fun of it. Yes, fun does exist for other creatures besides mega-brained humans. Okay, so it's <laughs> FYI. So start using your telepathic skills. Okay, so let's try something right now. Let's see. Ah, okay, here we go. I want a willing victim, and, and I just want to thank you, Jolanta, for being our willing victim du jour. All right, so everybody look at Jolanta. Jolanta, lower your camera a little bit so we see a little bit more of your face. Okay. Jolanta is a perfect person for this. Okay, everybody get ready. Have a look at Jolanta and send Jolanta loving grace the count of three one two three it's instantaneous now i want you to send christina the same thing go ahead christina get yourself ready fingers in position and send Christina loving grace. And one, two, three. Fill her heart with that joy and that serenity. And we're gonna do one more here. And I wanna make it Matt Prato. Okay, everybody look at Matt. He's out there in the wilderness risking his life on the beach of, I don't know, New Jersey or somewhere. Anyway, look at Matt. Look at that wide open face and send him love and serenity. One, two, three. And do you notice that when you send love and serenity, you receive the same thing. You receive the gift that you're giving. Okay, you receive the gift that you're giving. Now, uh, Jolanta, Matt, and Christina, I want you to send love and serenity to everyone else in this, in this little meeting that we're having, okay? Do it at your own convenience. Do it throughout the, the uh, Zoom, but do it. Do it, because really to have and hold something, you have to give of that something, okay, that you want to hold on to. All right, so moving onward, uh, with these levels of telepathy, uh, a great many things can be done. I mean, you can literally begin to visualize 
a, a, a new situation for yourself. You know, I've been talking with Holly, you know, and Holly's got a thousand children and she lives in a shoe. Okay. And so what we, we want to move Holly from Ohio to somewhere like New Mexico. Okay. Or Arizona or God help her. God bless her. The West Texas. We want to move her away from where she's currently living. So everybody put that up. Put that up on your screen right now in your mind. Holly moving to Albuquerque. Let's say Christina and I were just in Albuquerque. So aside from having little juveniles set arson fires outside of buildings, it's a nice place. <laughs> right, Christina? <laughs> so visualize Holly and Albuquerque and bring them together. Okay? Holly, Albuquerque, together. Okay? And you don't have to visualize a house. You don't have to visualize a plot of land. You don't have to visualize anything except Holly and Albuquerque coming together. Okay? That's all you have to do. The rest of it, the Kundalini will figure out. And so, same thing with, with anybody here. Okay. You know, I would prefer, you know, Eduardo to be president of Peru because they're having so much turmoil in that country. I think they need a stable hand and Eduardo is a stable hand. And so I would go President Peru on my screen and Eduardo and I would just merge them together. Eduardo, president of Peru. Okay. Boom. You can do this throughout your whole uh, life and with the different people and different situations that come up in your life. Now, for like Dr. Anthony and Tamer, because your scratches are a gift of grace, I will never, ever suggest that you do anything to diminish them. And it won't work even if you do. It won't work. So the scenario is, is you don't necessarily get to use these techniques in order to calm your kundalini symptoms no no that's not why you're being told these things you're being told these things that you can calm the egotistical symptoms the symptoms of uh want of gain and fear of loss the symptoms of fear in general the symptoms of of, of a lack of a certain need like uh, more sunshine for holly or or, uh, you know, love and blessings for, for Christina or Jalanta or Matt or anybody. Those types of things you can do, but you cannot try to control your own Kundalini. What you can do is control your response, your response to the Kundalini. That's what you can do. And that's what you do when you do surrender, when you go into a deep, deep surrender mode. Okay. When you let the kundalini do you, rather than you trying to do the kundalini. Everything that you have right now, your car, your job, your house, um, you know, your money, your property, your possessions, everything that you have has been placed within you by your grace. She has allowed you 
to develop your career. She's allowed you to be successful in your career. You could have just not been successful at all. You could have had a series of bad luck that, that stretched for decades, but she didn't allow that. She let you win. She let you win. Okay. Now it's your turn to let her win with your transformation. With your transformation. Okay. It's very, very important to look at that. A lot of people's like, yeah, you know, I did Kundalini, you know, and I was like able to like, to like focus the power in my hands and and then i was out there on my like you know my surfboard and i was like making waves big giant waves coming i was riding you know what i mean that's a little california surf talk but yeah <laughs> you have people doing certain things like that um doesn't work that way unless she lets you unless you know she wants you to have those big waves Uh, so this is really something that you need to maintain an awareness of. Okay. Now, weather control. Right now, we have, you know, our government's engaging in, in uh, rain baiting. Where they bait the rain by using certain chemicals uh, in uh, what they, what are they calling them? Uh, chemtrails. Chemtrails. Uh, this is not a helpful thing, of course, be, you know, as our government usually engages in things that aren't helpful. And this is dropping levels of aluminum and, and uh, different various metals into the environment. And as best you can, ladies and gentlemen, ask your kundalini to protect you against the incursion that these heavy metals uh, will cause within you. You know of them. You've seen the chemtrails yourself. You know the crisscrosses in the sky. Uh, you need to to ask your grace consciously to, you know, to to filter that out of your water intake and your food intake and for that of your children as well and for that of your pets as well. Do your very best to, to filter that out. Kundalini can exert weather control. Kundalini itself. Who is that? Is that me? Anyway, Kundalini can exert weather control. It, it, it can isolate a cloud. It can be a sunny day and it will rain only on your house or vice versa inside of a rainstorm you'll be the only one not getting rained on okay this is real this is a possibility and i want you to begin to understand that so if you are in a dangerous situation dr anthony you know he's living in west texas and i believe they might get uh, tornadoes out there do you get those okay so so you could ask a tornado not to hit your house. Seriously, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, I mean, I know from a scientific standpoint, they go, ah, ha, ha, talking to a tornado. But you can ask for that not to occur, and it won't occur. Unless you have something to learn from having your house destroyed. Some people do. You know, how to, how to start over again. 
starting over again has a real uh, meaning within Kundalini because Kundalini will crush you with the dark night of the soul, which is kind of like an inner tornado that is destroying every ounce of reference points that you have. And, you know, you're seeing entities climbing the walls and, you know, you're almost thinking that you're like a drug addict. You're totally possessed with what's going on. And, and your, your family has been killed or you're, you know, a, you know, car crash or something like that or you know and, and you're the only one left alive and it's like what the heck is going on here that's how you have to learn to rebuild and so those people that have their homes destroyed by a tornado have to learn that lesson but maybe you don't maybe you don't have to learn that lesson and it's worth it <laughs> It's worth it. It's worth it to ask the Kundalini, to st or to ask the tornado itself, to steer clear of your house. Or the tidal wave, since Matt's walking on the beach, you know, we don't want him washed away by a rogue wave. So, you know, <laughs> let's, let's keep him safe. Okay, everybody understand this? Okay, so, that's something I wanted to discuss with you. Now, if you're inside of levels of addiction, alcohol addiction, or manic depressive, or, you know, the stuff that, uh, that you brought onto yourself through chemical abuse, these techniques won't necessarily help you. I mean, some of them will. Uh, visualizing yourself clean and sober, things of that nature. Visualizing yourself not smoking. Visualizing yourself not engaging in gossip or, or these types of levels. Uh, they can help you with that, but it won't solve your problems for you. You have to learn how to solve your own problems. A lot of you, let's see, let me see how many people are having the entities right now. Right here, one, two, yeah, right there, three, <laughs> four. Five. So there's five of you that are experiencing, you know, a strong entity overload. And what you're going to need to do using, say, telep telepathy is to, first of all, not listen to what they tell you. Not listen to what you think you're thinking. Because it's not you. It's not your thought. Just because it comes into your head doesn't mean you own it. It's very important for you to understand this. Just because it comes into your head doesn't mean the thought belongs to you. Entities will feed you negative thoughts to help you self-destruct. They want you to self-destruct in any way. If they could push you in front of a bus, they would. Seriously, I'm not kidding. This is what, that's their job. And it's a good job that they do. You know, as much as I don't like entities and I tell people not to talk with entities, the, the good part of the entities is they're teaching you how to take care of yourself, what not to do. So you don't gossip. You don't engage in chemical recreation. You don't uh, listen to voices in your head that are telling you to do hurtful things to other people. You don't do those things. 
ever. And the more you don't do those things, the more balanced and the more uh, clear you become about what you need to do in life. It's really, really important that you do this. Okay. Yes, Dr. Anthony. Well, speaking about entities, um, I remember you had said that we can also invite guides like Jesus or, or Buddha or um, some really great masters to come into our lives to help us, yeah. which I did recently. And I've been feeling this very strong energy. It's, it's on the right side. And it got stuck on my leg. And it was extremely strong. And it actually started hurting. So yeah. I, I meditated on it. And I said, if you are aligned with Kundalini, then that's fine with me. And then the energy, <laughs> then the energy rose up. And I felt so much better. It doesn't hurt anymore. What is that? Is that an entity or is that, is that? <laughs> and you got to watch your words, Anthony. You got to watch your words. Well, you got to really watch what you ask. If you're aligned with Kundalini, well, if it's yeah. sitting there sucking up Kundalini, it's definitely aligned with it. Well, I, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> How do you tell? I mean, shit. by their by, you know, not to get too lost in the Bible, but uh, by their fruits shall you know them. Yeah. Uh, well, I in many ways, I don't ways, feel it anymore. But that's I good. was wondering, could well, that in, be? In many Jesus ways, <laughs> you shouldn't ask for help from deities that are designed more for the unawakened than they are for the awakened. Jesus is really not for the awakened individual. Okay, he, he's there perhaps to get you awakened. But once you're in it as deep as you are, Anthony, you shouldn't be reaching outside to anybody. You should be reaching inside to your own grace and be satisfied with what she is giving you. Be happy with what she is giving you. Okay. You don't want to reach out into Buddha or uh, uh, Jesus, Zarathustra, you know, uh, Zeus, any of them. Any of them. Because they're all pretty much there for a certain level of psychology. And once you have the Kundalini come into you, as you have, Anthony, it is her psychology that matters, not the unawakened uh, masters for those to, you know, to try to awaken the masses. If you look at Jesus, for instance, uh, Jesus asked people not to worship him. Don't worship me. Just because they went ahead and did that, made that mistake, doesn't mean that's the right thing to do. And doesn't mean that you go ahead and you, and you copy that mistake and bring Jesus in. Now, if you look at somebody like Julia, who really isn't a, a Christian at all, you know, she, you know, Jesus came to her just because. And he doesn't really try to influence her life at all. He's just there. You can see him right now if you look at her. Okay. 
He's just there. Got his arms open, you know, the whole bit. But you don't try to... Now, here's the thing. So you look at uh, Philip St. Romain is an author who hates me, by the way. He hates what I do. Uh, but he, he wrote a good book, uh, Kundalini and Christianity. And in that book, he describes how himself, this really, really devout Catholic, uh, you know, he would go to church on Sundays, on Saturdays, on Wednesdays. and You know, he, he filled his life with such levels of worship that it activated his Kundalini. And all of a sudden, you know, he's he's looking at uh, pictures of elephants that that you know, like like Ganesha, and he's, you know, and he's quoting the Bhagavad Gita, and he, you know, all of these different things, and it scares the heck out of him. He goes to his priest. Priest doesn't know anything about it, thinks he's got demons. So he wrote his, the whole story about that, and what he basically did was he activated through the worship of Christianity, of, of Christ, and, and the biblical teachings. But he found that he had to break away from those teachings. He had to break away from Christianity because it didn't cover what he was experiencing. And the only reason it didn't cover what he was experiencing is because they changed the teachings. Back in the fifth century, the Council of Nicaea took out all the female apostles, took out the Book of Enoch, took out the, you know, all of these, these apocrypha, they like to call it apocrypha, took out all these, these incredible resources of knowledge and information that did include uh, reincarnation. He took them all out just so that it could be a patriarchal worshiping society that could be easily controlled by the few people at the top, like the Pope and some cardinals and some bishops, you know, and then, and then you know, matriculated down into the masses, whatever they wanted the masses to do, which, well, where did that leave us? That led us to all the Crusades. Every single one. So, yeah, you don't really want to go for uh, Jesus when you've already achieved an awakening now there's a there's a collection of uh channelings which you I, i'm sure you know how i feel about channeling by now not very good but there is a, a channel source that that does tend to activate kundalini uh through levels of christianity a course in miracles acim ACIM, A Course in Miracles, uh, has the potential to activate a person's kundalini, and they're based in Christianity, and, and, and you know, they're probably channeling something that's calling itself an angel or whatever it is. I, I don't read it, I don't listen to it, but I have people coming to me that say, yes, I, my kundalini was activated in A Course in Miracles, and so, you know, it's, it's something to be aware of. But once you've had the activation, once you're in a cogent and I mean cogent relationship with your kundalini, that's what you need to listen to. Not some high and mighty master that other people are just, oh, master of the seventh ray, oh, Geronimo, oh, um, you know, Saint Germain, oh, Mount Shasta. No, 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 none of that stuff, okay? 
and I hope I'm stepping on some toes here, seriously, if you're doing that. <laughs> you go within. You go within. Okay. And yeah, 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 that's hard. It's not, you don't get to have the donuts at the end of the uh, sermon. You know, I mean, you can, you can just go down to the 7-Eleven and pick up some donuts if you want after you do your meditation. Don't recommend it, but you can do that. Uh, so, so you can have your donuts and tea, <laughs> herbal tea, <laughs> you know, and you can go talk to homeless people if you want, or just, you know, your friends, family, whatever, you know, uh, you can do those things, but you don't, you don't, uh, try to turn back the clock or try to, to adapt your Kundalini equation to a unawakened religious practice. It's not going to work. Because you'll see right through, yes, yes, Elizabeth, you'll see right through what they're talking about. Oh, okay, Eduardo says they're channeling Jesus in A Course of Miracles. So, <laughs> so you know, you know, you, you already know how I feel about it, so I won't, I won't, I won't say anything about that any more than it's, you know, it's an entity calling itself Jesus. But evidently, you know, it's, it's doing nice things for people. So, you know, if it's an entity calling itself Jesus, hey, great. Elizabeth. Um, sorry, I seem to remember reading in the safeties that it's good to pray to God and pray to Jesus. How is that different than what you're talking about? Well, it is. I mean, God is one thing. God is... God is, you know, he doesn't have a name, dog spelled backwards. Okay, so think about that. You can also pray to tack, which is cat spelled backwards. But when you're, when you're praying to God or goddess, you're not ascribing a, a human-based personality to it. It's this ephemeral thing that is out there. God, please, God, listen to my prayer, right? It's not... God, uh, God Matthew, or 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 God uh, Aloysius, or God Sarah, or God Julia, or God Magali, or God Eduardo. It's not that you know. It's it's just God out there. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is is that if you can direct that inside of yourself, that will be the most effective communication that you can have with the God within. Jesus is not parked in your heart. I got news for you. Okay. His information may be being forgiving, being loving, turning the other cheek, tolerance, strength, trust, you know, these types of things. The Ten Commandments, all those good, good, good things. But he's not here. He's not parked in here unless you create some fabrication of Jesus that fits your language fits your culture and fits how you want things to be uh, in a way because you got to remember that you know Jesus was not always a nice guy you know the bankers didn't like him <laughs> Judas and him got in all kinds of arguments surely you're not saying we have the resources to save the poor from their lot <laughs> right so so they had arguments <laughs> Surely, 
<laughs> there will be poor always, pathetically suffering. Look at the good things you've got. Think while you still have me. Look while you still see me. You'll be lost. You'll be so lost when I'm gone. Right? That's from Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you, Brett. <laughs> so, <laughs> where that came from? <laughs> so, for you on the podcast, I apologize. You know, I could sing it to you, but you know, it would be kind of scary for most people. So, so the situation is, uh, you go within. And to help you go within, you can use an animal figure, like a tiger, like a spider, like an eagle, uh, like an elephant, uh, whatever, a hummingbird, uh, whatever helps you go to that primal area within you. Okay. But you don't have to use an animal, but that's just one way that, say, the shamanic, the shamanic people, which is still the largest and oldest religion on the planet is shamanism okay uh, and, and uh, you could you could you could use that technique for them although what I do I just I just feel her presence within me I just feel her and and because I can feel her Elizabeth I can communicate with her and it's 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 faster than thought because she knows what I'm going to ask before I ask it. Okay. She knows what my needs are. And so it's very important for people to understand that you, you don't need to sub vocalize things. <laughs> you don't need to, to bring Jesus into your heart simply because everybody around you is, is, is you know, is in, it's a Jesus community, right? Now, she will allow that to occur. She will. As, as you know, Philip St. Romain is a very good example of that. And, and I've had other students come out here where they've received the Holy Ghost or they decided to receive Jesus in their life or something like that. You know, you sit in a church and you're like, Yee! you know, so. Uh, and then they activate. You know, so they use that as a trigger. That can be used as a trigger by grace to activate herself within you. But then you have to cross that big divide because you got to remember, Christianity is, is a patriarchal uh, religion. It has very little care or concern about sacred feminine. It's all about Jesus and God and, you know, Mary, well, you know, she's there somewhere. <laughs> lost. She got lost on the way to the outhouse from the major. So, so, so the scenario is, uh, you have to, you have to place it within a context that is accurate. You can't place it in a context that isn't representative of what it is being expressed in your community at this time. Okay, so this is why I, I don't go to church. I go to the church of Kundalini and that is within me. And if you look at the great masters, you know, the, all the great masters are saying the kingdom of heaven is within. Look within. Go within. It's not, you know, go to some church on First and Baptist Street and 
watch people handle snakes that are poisonous. Or, you know, do the cannibal thing and drink his blood and eat his flesh and feel like you've been forgiven. <laughs> Don't get me started on the cannibal thing. Because <laughs> Magali, she uses cannibal oil. Cannibal, cannibal cream, I think it's called. Yeah. So... <laughs> Any questions about? Thank you, Elizabeth. That was an excellent question. Excellent. And uh, generally speaking, I do not suggest you do channeled information. Uh, a Course in Miracles seems to have the ability to activate Kundalini. Some of the information does, uh, and so there's that. Uh, if you're looking at other channelers like Abraham Hicks and all these folks, stay far away from them. I've more than once I've had to clean up the mess that these people make out of their followers by having their followers possessed by the entities that Abraham Hicks and other people put out there. It's a mess. And sometimes, you know, it, you know, those people are so far gone, I can't do anything about it. And they're drinking and they're using drugs and they're getting in, in car accidents because the entities told them to ram that car across the intersection. And they think that they're hearing God, and so they step on the gas pedal and they rear-end, you know, a, a mother with four kids in the van. Because God told them to do it, right? It's bullshit. So you go within, always. Uh, Karuchi Bachev says, Peace be upon everyone, blessed New Year, special greeting and gratitude to Mr. Chris for something. And peace and and uh, serenity to you, Mr. Mr. Karuchi Bachev. Thank you for, for those kind words. In this new year, evidently, E.T. is going to make themselves known. Okay? So, if and when that occurs, I want you to not fall over forwards or backwards uh, in in surprise. Just because they expose themselves doesn't mean they're good. Let their actions speak for their goodness. And let your kundalini discern their actions rather than your egotism. Okay? So let that be, be known. Another uh, possibility that uh, um, the great French uh, uh, predictor, uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> The great French predictor, Nostradamus, said that there's going to be a civil war in North America. So, you know, if, if indeed, you know, you kind of see how that's developing right now with Trump and the people that really like Trump and and the people that don't like Trump. And, and so, you know, you, you have these power shifts going on back and forth. And you can see that if they put Trump in jail, uh, you know, there could be an uprising here in the United States. And so once again... I'm going to tell you to just back up. Don't get too politically involved. Uh, don't let yourself be whipped into a frenzy by the by the masses and the media. Let's just you know watch what you what you believe that your media is telling you. The media is as much a manipulation tool as anything. 
and, um, and be very aware of your AM radio dial because a lot of uh, a lot of uh, extreme hardliners of either uh, color, red or blue, are buying up radio stations because they see how it can program the masses. And I don't want you to be programmed, okay? Not so much for you guys in Europe, I don't think, but definitely for those of us here in the United States, uh, definitely, and Canada, uh, definitely something we need to be aware of. All right, now I think somebody had their hand up. Who was that? Uh, was that you, Tamer? Did you did you have another question? Yeah, I uh, wrote it. How do you know the difference between your thoughts and the thoughts of an entity? Yes. Did you think it? Sorry? Okay, right now, right now, right now, Tamer, I want you to think of an orange, the fruit, an orange. Are you thinking of it? Yes. Was that your thought? Yes. Or was it my thought telling you to think a certain mm. way? No, it's uh, yours. It's yes. my thought. Exactly, exactly. So the entity comes along and says, Tamer, this is God speaking to you. I am a father. I'm sorry, that was Star Wars. Let me back up a little bit. <laughs> so the entity comes up to you and says, Tamer, I want you to think of a blue bicycle. And you'll think of that blue bicycle. And you, but you'll think it's your thought. Because you didn't hear with your ears, like you did with me, the entity putting that thought into your mind. But typically... I mean, some of the bad ones will do that. They'll start out very, very soft with a very soft manipulation. Think of a fish. Uh, think of a line. Think of a hook. Think of you catching that fish on a hook and realize that you are the fish and I am the fisherman. And you will do what I tell you to do. You see what I'm saying? So it'll start off from a distance. It seems like, oh, okay, it's a fish, and oh, yeah, we got a line. So somebody's doing some fishing. <laughs> exactly, Barbara Whedon, that's exactly. She says, it sounds like grooming, and that's exactly what they do. And they'll tell you some things that are truthful so that you can begin to trust them. Oh, so you begin to trust their words. And that's the hook. That's the hook, okay? Once you begin to trust their words, then you begin to listen to them. Once you begin to listen to them, then they can manipulate you. That's how it works, okay? So don't trust. Don't trust it if you haven't thought of it. So if you're not thinking of an orange, and all of a sudden you think of an orange, have a look at that. Is it your body that's saying, hey, God, man, I need some... I need some vitamin C. I, I want to taste that, that wonderful taste of that orange. I want that. That's different. That's you telling yourself, hey, I want an orange. But if all of a sudden it's just like, whew, take the orange. Take the orange. It's a different deal. Okay, it's a different deal. And in other words, this is another example of you taking responsibility for what you think. 
It's the same as taking responsibility for what you say, only you're going more toward the source. The source of your words are your thoughts. Take responsibility for what you think. Now, some of you are so ab some of you right here on this Zoom are so absolutely possessed right now that you can't tell the difference between a thought that you own and a thought that an entity is putting into you. You can't tell the difference. And so what do you do in t inside of that situation, Tamer? What do you do? What do you do? I don't know. Okay. What you do are actions and activities of goodness, no matter what. Mm -hmm. You choose the path of kindness, of love, of forgiveness, of tolerance, of non-judgmentalism, non-violence. You don't hurt or harm yourself or any other person. And this will fracture any kind of a negative attachment that would want you to hurt yourself. It fractures it. They no longer have control because you have the self-discipline enough to do the good things, to do the kind things. Like Dr. Anthony, you know, he's putting together these healing centers. He, he rescues dogs. I mean, he does kind things. Okay? He does good things. That's how you break the manipulation. That's how you break the control. Okay. Understood. Thank you. Ah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Any other questions about this type of material here? All right. Moving onward. So yeah, a lot of people right now are possessed, and and you know you got to fight through that possession, uh, but you don't necessarily need to point a finger at them and go, "You're possessed." You're possessed. You just realize that everybody here is in a school of spiritual refinement and not everyone's going to be on the same page of that refinement as you are and you just let it be now you can't say a, a, a prayer for them if they're like you know on homeless on the side of the road talking to the air and maybe you know crying or in some sort of a pain uh, you can say prayers for people you and, and they're effective but you can't stick around to see if those prayers are coming true. You just got to move on. Okay. This, as I mentioned last week, this is a planet of karmic redemption. And in order for karmic redemption to occur, difficult things have to happen. So if there is a civil war here in the United States, well, that's going to be part of a karmic redemption. If there is like some sort of strange alien invasion, well, that's going to be part of a karmic redemption for the human species. Okay. For the world itself and let me tell you this stuff is going on all the time in the Western societies we are so protected against what is actually occurring all around us this is why people are so traumatized when their third eye opens up after the spinal sweep and they can actually see what's going on around them it's very traumatic because this is these truths that you're all of a sudden aware of, you were never aware of before, and they just shatter your your sense of 
of uh, consciousness. They shatter your shatter everything around you. And you, you go deep into a dark night of the soul and then providing that you provide or survive that, then you come through it and you have a deeper and greater understanding of what is actually happening uh, on this world. Dr. Anthony, if he goes out his back door and he just keeps walking out into the prairie, that's a very, very crowded space. But to his physical eyes, he's just looking at empty plains and maybe a, a you know, a, a big spider or two, maybe some cacti, but he's not seeing what is actually there until he does. Okay. And that's the same with people walking through the Sahara, these, these supposedly empty places, which they're not that empty. <laughs> they're not that empty because there are fingerprints of grace, like say in the Sahara Desert, which many of us know to be the, the Eden of the Christian Bible. That used to be a very, very, very lush and, and verdant place. And that fingerprint is still there on those shifting sands in the Sahara Desert. You just have to be able to tune into it. The same if you if you walk across the United States and you're walking, like, say, across Ohio or Minnesota or Iowa or these places, you know, the billions of passenger pigeons that once were there, there's still a fingerprint of that experience and those creatures there. Okay. It's like there are pages of realities within just this world that you can turn that page, visit that reality, pull out of that reality, turn the next page and visit another historical, if you wish, reality. So this is a form of psychometry. Um, but you only do this to, to further your own grace. You only do this to learn what it is to discern what is actually occurring on this world. It's not a toy. Okay. Not to say you can't enjoy yourself. It's just it, people can get lost in these things. And so sacred skill sets, uh, you don't want to abuse simply because they're fun to do. Because people will abuse it. Okay. Questions, comments, concerns about these areas? So Tamer asks, so this planet is not meant to live in peace? No, no, because peace is also a karmic redemptive quality. You see, everybody thinks that within karma, it's always going to be bad karma that you have to redeem. And, and that's true. But there's 50% of it is good karma that you've earned, that you get to experience, and therefore you get to have that serenity. You get to have that nice BMW and that beautiful house with, with a wraparound goldfish pond. <laughs> You get to have these areas. You get to have that. You get to have your your own jet and your own uh, flat in eastern France and the French Comte area where they have a lot of cheese. You get to have that. 
um, B140DL. I did say that, but don't get carried away with that. You have a very special equation that you need to keep very tight control over, and you fall into fear far too easily. You understand? Don't fall into fear for any reason. Okay? All right. All right, moving on. All right. Giving yourself. You have to learn how to give yourself to your grace. How do you give yourself? How do you do that? Christina, how do you give yourself to grace? Uh, you surrender yourself. Uh, you watch you your thoughts. You control your emotions and thoughts and... Yes. Uh, and then, technique-wise, you meditate, you uh, do devotion, um, and you make it as a constant practice. Those are all very good qualities, and I and I and I agree with you. I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you for saying. I'm going to add some more qualities to this, though. You do things that you would never do. You do things that are not comfortable. Okay. You sacrifice your comfort. You sacrifice the egotistical attachments that you have to appropriate behavior. And by appropriate behavior, I mean behavior that is supported by society. Uh, you sacrifice that. Because Kundalini is already not supported by society. So you sacrifice that. You do things that are beyond the taboos that society lays down for you. If the society says, never use a white teacup. Never use it. Certainly don't use it if it's got a black bear on it. It's evil. So you take that black bear teacup and you use it and you test how evil that is. Okay? You do things that you're not supposed to do that are not harmful to you, that are not harmful to other people, but that are against the rules of appropriate behavior in society. How many of you have done this? Raise your hand. Matt, what have you done? <laughs> it's funny, but the very first thing that came to my mind, which is taboo here in the United States, is going shopping barefoot, walking around barefoot. Wow. It's, a very, it's a very simple thing, but for anybody that hasn't done that, it's very grounding, number one, but it's liberating, really. 
You're such a risk taker. Absolutely. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Anybody else? Yes, Julia. What what do you do? I'm not sure if not, I should be saying those things here. If, if you're not comfortable saying it, don't say it. You know, you know you're Best here. if I don't say it. <laughs> okay. But you cross the lines then, right? You cross the lines. Do you do this all the time, every day? Okay, all right. Jolanta, what do you do? Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anthony, what do you do? My whole life I've been doing things <laughs> really weird. I joined a cult for 30 years um, <laughs> and I got kidnapped and I went right back to it and I testified in court in Washington, DC. I mean, it's, it was really crazy. Lately, well, I'm, I'm rescuing dogs. I'm one of the few people in town that rescue dogs. And at night, when I let them go out to do their duty, like two or three in the morning, I go out with them naked. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I was waiting for somebody to say they would do something without clothing on because that's so important. Yeah. The dogs that's love it. You know, they, they get their 10 minutes of, you know, doing what they need to do. And then we all go back to sleep. Do you go to the bathroom too while you're out there? No, only number one. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I highly recommend it for anybody who hasn't done that. I highly recommend it. Male or female, doesn't matter. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Anthony. Um, let's see. So, so break those barriers. Now, those of you that live in a, in a really, you know, a hard cement suburban type of environment, there's really not too much you can do. I mean, some of it is so risky that, you know, you could get arrested or stuff like that. If you were doing what Dr. Anthony does, you know, on the sidewalk in front of your, no, you don't want to do anything like that. But I do suggest that you go out and you break the taboo of uh, behaviors. You break the taboo. And a lot of time you'll receive serenity by doing it. It'll become a very, very serene situation. You feel so good that you're doing this. And uh, so whatever you're doing, Julia, how does it make you feel? What do you get from it? It's, I find it very grounding and helps to process uh, Kundalini energy, especially when I get very strong uh, energy downloads. You get strong energy downloads when you do those things? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes it grounds me. Sometimes it helps me to receive more. It depends. Kundalini decides. Okay, and, and how long do you spend doing these practices, whatever they are? Uh, at this point, it's 24 hours. So. All the time, all the time, ladies and gentlemen. You want to advance in your Kundalini grace? Do this all the time. Just like Julia does. Thank you, Julia. All the time. Magane. 
Yes. I've worked, I've worked with you for 13 years. What have you done that crosses the taboo line? And how, how you don't have to, you know, go into anything uncomfortable, but uh, how long are you doing these types of practices? What, you know, what drives you to do them and what kind of effect do you have from them for the benefit of others here who aren't? Um, well, there's one, there's one specific time that I particularly remember. Okay. Uh, I had to do something very like kind of challenging that included uh, nudity, uh, being, being without clothes, that included uh, that maybe other people could see me, so I had to really trust what was going on. Oh. And then after I did that, or while I was doing that, it's like as if suddenly inside of me, I felt like, a, I suppose, a goddess, or I felt like really different inside. It's the first time I had that happen to me. Uh, like if I was a different person, like a, I, I would describe it as a goddess inside. I really felt it really, really strong. And that's, I think that's the only time I, I felt it in the 13 years during that specific event. I think I had to, I had to really have the courage or the, to do that. The trust. The, and when I did it, then that's what happened. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for telling us about this. This is crucially important. All of you have to do this. If you want to go forward into your grace, you can't just sit back on the couch and go, okay, Grace, change. I'm ready. Okay. Like Christina is right now. <laughs> okay, Grace, change me. You know, you have to do the work. You have to risk your behaviors. Okay, you don't have to hurt yourself. You don't have to hurt other people, but there's a risk involved, especially if you're doing uh, the things that require with, without clothing, like Anthony and, and Magali did. You know, especially if you're a woman doing that, and, and say, you know, like, like he was very conscious of like not being seen by other people, naked in nature, so to speak. This is very, very, very important to do. Now, some of you will get aroused if you're naked in nature, and that's not a bad thing either. Just let it happen. It's not a big deal. Don't, don't necessarily go out there to self-stimulate or anything, but, but let it happen. Let it be natural. Let it, let it be a normal flow of the event as you're, as you're making it occur. But do it. If you have to drive somewhere, some sort of a national park or somewhere like then do that. But make sure nobody can see you. Okay, it's very important. But this will unlock areas within your, within your equation that are very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. And I encourage you to unlock those areas. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to affect you because everybody's unique in this way. But I can tell you that it will affect you deeply in very beautiful, very, very amazing ways that your Kundalini will bring to you, okay? Uh, just because 
Dr. Anthony and, and Magali and a few others here have, have done the naked in nature thing doesn't mean that's what you have to do. You can do anything that goes against the grain of the totalitarian cultural expectations that we have here. Here in the United States, it's it's really based on the Elizabethan model from the uh, from the early part of the last century. You know, what is indecent, what is decent, what is good, what is what is not so good, what is happy, what is sad. All these types of things are modeled after what uh, was brought over from England uh, to the United States and Canada. And so these these are the areas that you can really use that as a as a way to go against the grain of that societal expectation against the grain of the societal expectation okay in a safe way without getting yourself arrested or abused or attacked or anything like that okay everybody clear on this i'm going to go over here to the chat room and see what's there okay so nuclear war eduardo is asking if a nuclear war is coming up well yeah you know uh Russia and China are lining up, which was seen a long time ago. We all knew about that. Um, and then, of course, uh, North Korea is, is advocating uh, a, an increase in their nuclear weaponry. Um, and this was in the news lately. And, of course, the United States has plenty of nukes as well. And so, yes, yes, there is going to be some sort of a nuclear conflagration. Uh, and that alone may bring the uh, the aliens or the ETs into the picture. We think this planet belongs to us. That's not necessarily the case. Okay. We think this planet belongs to us because we're the what we consider the dominant species. That's not necessarily the case either. Be aware of that. So yeah, so yeah, I can see that a nuclear war is is in its developmental stages right now, and of course, you know it, it's it's hinging on Ukraine and and what uh, Vladimir Putin and and she decide to do, as as well as some of the other uh, players in this game. And I know that there is an overarching desire by those who like to control things to create a war because of the ability to profit from the war, war profiteering. There's that. And they're looking forward to that type of a scenario. There also is, a, is an availability uh, for a, a significant destruction of society to the point where once again, we have serfs and peasants and those who do not have and the small amount of those who do have. And there is that desire among some of the ruling elite as well. They want to come back into that type of a governmental structure. You know, all you have to do is look at Trump and, you know, wanting to be king of America, that type of thing. You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not pro or con one way or the other. Um, the only real constant on this world is change. And I want you to be able to change and flow with these times that are being presented to us. 2023 is not going to be like 2022. OK. 
okay? It's going to be different. It's going to be more of a hand. It's a seventh chakra year. You see that? 2023 is a seventh chakra year. Last year was a sixth chakra year. Ajna. This year's the seventh. So it's a culmination of a lot of things coming up. Okay. And all you have to do is you go, well, how do you figure it's a seventh chakra year? Anybody asking me how, to, how I'm figuring that? How is that? What, what are you? No? <laughs> Jolanta, okay, Anthony. <laughs> I know. It's very, it's very go ahead. I know. Add up it? all the numbers of, oh, wait. That's correct. Add up 2023 comes out to seven. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a seventh chakra year. And so a lot of things are going to come to a head, so to speak. And uh, we're going to have to roll with it. You know, the new COVID variant also is coming out there. And we don't know how serious that's going to be promoted. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Hi, Ishtadu. Hi, sweetheart. Um, that's my dog. So. so lots of things are coming down the line here and I need you to stay flexible uh, within these interesting times that are coming for us don't let yourself fall into fear don't let yourself fall into terror don't let yourself fall into these areas all right any questions comments concerns I see it's getting it's getting late for Besançon France there. People are starting to drift. Are you all starting to drift? I can go on and on and on about different things. You guys want to continue or should we call it a day? What do you feel like doing? What's that, Jordan? Speak up. I vote continue. Continue. Okay. I got a vote to continue. Anybody else? Continue. Yes, Magali. Continue. So you want the all-day treatment. Okay. Okay. All right. I will continue then. Um, and so within these, these cursory predictions, we're looking at patterns of probability. We're not looking at in-stone-carved absolutism. We're looking at patterns of probability. This is why I tell you guys to, to keep abreast of the news. Now, granted, the news is edited and it is controlled by editors that work for specific news corporations, okay? But you can still read between the lines because you have Kundalini. You have the ability to look between the lines of what is not being said and make your own discernment of what is going on. Okay? This is very important for you guys to understand because this is how it's going to work for you. The Kundalini is not going to go A plus B equals C. It's going, to, it's going to work around the boxes that we have been trained to work from. The boxes of how we figure out a certain thing or how we come to a certain conclusion is not the same with Kundalini as it is uh, in, in the uh, social environment. Okay. 
So that's something that you need to be aware of. You need to start looking between the lines. Look at what's not being said. What what isn't being said? How how come that's not being said? Why is that? Okay. It's very important that you begin to look at that because uh, as you look at that, you'll begin to discover levels of information that are hidden in plain sight. A lot of the evil has to be in plain sight for it to be allowed on this world. You realize that? A lot of evil has to be in plain sight. Now, you know, they can put a picture of it in the newspaper. Nobody cares about it or anything like that. Or, you know, it's just some itinerant story in Yahoo News, whatever it is. But they have to put it out there for it to be applicable. This is some of it, not all of it. For some of it, some of the worst things, it has to be uh, given into the public discourse. And they need to be, the, the public needs to be given an opportunity to say, no, we won't do this. But we live in a society of a somnambulistic public. Okay, you everybody know what som, somnambulistic means? It means everybody's sleepwalking. Everybody's so sleepwalking and so asleep that when when uh, when the evildoers put the thing out there in the in the in the public domain. We're just like going, okay, all right. What else is on TV, man? What else? Jennifer, go get me a beer. <laughs> okay, that's what's going on here. You, because you don't drink beer and you're not using drugs to, to control your behaviors, you can see that evil and you can make a note of it. Ah, chemtrails okay got that weather modification okay got that all the while you see here's the big here's the big uh the thing that's going around here in sonoma county northern california you know they advertise oh you're in a drought everybody you're in a drought don't waste the water you're in a drought the water table is just drying up. The aquifer is just going away. Don't waste the water. My God in heaven, don't waste the water. But we're going to build all these new apartments. All these new housing projects. We're going to build all those so that thousands and thousands of more people can move in here and suck up the water. Do you see the contradiction? No? You don't see it? No? no. Maybe? <laughs> you see the contradiction, Christina? You've seen the places, too, when you came out and visited. You've seen, you know, building all this new stuff, right? You know, and they're all, they're, you know, so it's basically about the money. It's basically about the money here, okay? <laughs> right on, Barbara. <laughs> So that's seeing in that's seeing what is not being said. That's being able to discern what is not being said. Okay, they say don't waste the water, but they're building all these new apartments so that everybody gets more water. 
They say the aquifer is shrinking, but they don't really care about that. Okay, they care about the money. That's all they care about. Okay, so, and this is just goes on across the country in the United States, but it also goes on across the country in Europe. In, in you know France and Germany and England and and uh, you know all the different countries in the EU it's the same deal money talks Canada Peru yeah exactly and you would know Eduardo being a presidential nominee <laughs> everybody should vote for Eduardo for being uh, senior presidente yes we need a Kundalini president somewhere on this world. May as well be in Peru. Because we're certainly not going to get it here in the States. <laughs> All right, well, moving onward. So you need to read between the lines. You need to know what's being said without depending upon them to answer your questions for you. Let your kundalini discern. She will give you the absolute truth. Kundalini will give you the absolute truth, but you, it may be so radical that your brain will not want to metabolize it. Your ego won't want to metabolize it. You'll go, oh, no, that can't be real. No, 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 it's absolutely not. That's just not the way it's going to be. No, not at all. Okay. And yet, there it goes. It turns out to be that exact thing. So you really need to begin to trust your kundalini more than you trust the editors of the news outlets, the media outlets. You need to trust that which is within more than any other source. Once again, go within. Go within. Talk with other people that are also going within. Look, at we've got 24 people right here, right now. How many of you go within? Jolanta's not wait, raising her hand, so she's not going within. <laughs> okay. You're with your family. This is your real family. This is your real family. All of you who are going within, all of you that are working with your kundalini, all of you that are taking this information and actively applying it in your life, you are family because you're so few and far between. You are family. You need to start trusting family. And the glue that holds this family together is the kundalini. Okay? It is the kundalini. Any questions about this? This is an important topic. But it may be too big for you to metabolize just in one setting. What do you think about this, Jennifer? I agree 100% with everything you're saying. Okay. <laughs> nothing to add, nothing to subtract. <laughs> okay, very good. Very good then. All right. So, so, you know, this is these these truths 
We have to honor these inner truths that come to us through our grace. We must honor them, but we don't need to advertise them. We don't need to antagonize the sleeping population. Sometimes we do, but most of the times, you know, we walk a different path than, than the person who is, you know, out to, to get as much as they can and, and then use it and then die. Okay. For those of you that have kids, uh, like Holly and Christina and, and a few other folks here, Matt, Elizabeth, your effect upon your children will be to steer them to go within. Let that be something you say to them commonly. Go within. Go. With, I know you do that, Matt. I know you tell her to go within. Your daughter. Um, Apaya has plenty of children. He needs to tell them to go within. Go within. The kingdom of heaven is within. The the source of all knowledge is within. Now, if you're my student, I'll have you do the craziest things. Okay. I'll have you do things that really just twist the egotism that you've depended on your entire life. And this will come from within. <laughs> It'll come within, like Holly. I'll, I'll use Holly as an example. Uh, one day, one rainy day, um, it rained hard for a short period of time. It formed mud puddles. And out of the blue, I told Holly, you need to go roll around in the mud puddle, fully dressed. Go roll around. Do it. Now, obey. You know, do the, follow the instruction. And she said, no. <laughs> You can come on. You can defend yourself. Come on up. <laughs> I, I absolutely did not say no, but if that's how you want to tell it, that's okay. I mean, if it's a better story, I, I did it. I absolutely did it. Sent you a picture and then for whatever reason, you didn't receive it or it was a miscommunication. I went in, took a shower and then you said, well, no, see, that's not good enough. She went in and took a shower. <laughs> This is like, like she never yeah, did it. Right? It's like she yeah. erased the whole experience I, by taking this shower. You had a picture. You had a picture of it. You did. You said it wasn't enough. You wanted it to be like dripping off of me and caked everywhere. I didn't even have that kind of mud. I'm like, where does he think I live at? Like, so it didn't quite work out. But I did not say no to you because that's right. forbidden. I'll accept. <laughs> look, at this, look at that boy. She's a hot pepper. So, so <laughs> how many of you would, would legitimately say no? Elizabeth? No, seriously, would you, would you just go out and fully dressed and roll in the mud in front of the neighbors, in front of your children, in front of your spouse? There you are on your back rolling around in the mud. Let's be honest mm -hmm. now. Who Maybe. would do this? Raise Maybe. your hand if you would do this. So far, I got two people. <laughs> Raise your hand if you would do this. You see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Okay. These are the types of activities that I'm talking about that will loosen the chains 
of the constricted reality that society pushes upon you. Oh, I, I, I can't roll around in the mud. Absolutely. What would the neighbors think? Right? What would the neighbors think? Oh, my God. You know, and I hand it to Holly for doing as much as she did. Okay. You know, and ever since then, you know, I, you know, it's, it's not such a challenge. Now I can say, Holly, go roll in the mud. She'll go roll in the mud, but it's not a challenge. But when she's walking with her friends on the path, well, that's a different deal. Okay. So when she's walking uh, with her friends on the path and there's a mud puddle there and it's, and it's a, make sure you roll in the first mud puddle that you see and don't tell them why. <laughs> That's more of a challenge. That's more of a challenge. Okay. So there, you know, so when you're working with me directly, it's it's just a horrible experience. I just I want to make sure none of you do that. Okay. <laughs> because, because my Kundalini is merciless to your ego. Absolutely merciless to your ego. She will she will put you through the numbers. She will put you through the numbers. Is this true, uh, Julia, Magali, Christina, Holly? She'll put you through the numbers. Now, if you can't do the numbers, like I have students here who cannot do that because of their their circumstances, uh, that's okay too. And she'll work on you in a different way. She'll come to you in the dream life or she'll give you a really good practice to do and then you're gonna do that practice every single day without fail, you know, that type of a thing. So there's, there's uh, plenty of ways that she, that she will have you circumvent societal mannerisms, okay? Like Matt's sitting in his car right now, you know. He could have been walking naked on the, on the beach, but I think there's people around, right, Matt? Is there other people around? Yeah, let me show you. Is that a lot? the beach. I don't see anybody out there. Go out there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, so. <laughs> so. I mean, I'll do it if you'll bail me out. <laughs> <Like that>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to go on your record, though. So, you know, that's the thing. But these are the things that we must do. Um, it won't be damaging things like... Like, your kundalini's not going to say, okay, uh, Jordan, go out and buy some really, really hot, hot peppers and just eat those raw. Because that's really painful. There's no reason to do that. You're not learning anything by doing it. It's not about inflicting pain. It's, it's, it's all about inflicting different behaviors than what society f wants you to do. Society is for the sleepers. Kundalini is for those who are awakening. Very, very important a distinction to make. This is why you don't go into a psych ward. This is why you don't go to a doctor, because the doctor's asleep. The psychologist is asleep. The psychiatrist is asleep. The counselor is asleep. They are sleepwalking through their life with a, with, with a costume of of uh, respectability a costume of respectability oh 
Well, here, take this uh, this diazepam here. This will help you. And oh, here, you know, take this medication. Oh, here, take this. Yeah, you know, and you turn into their little walking mobile laboratory experiment. Okay, you do not expose your kundalini to these people at all because they will just castigate you for it they will punish you for it never ever go to a healthcare practitioner and say i have kundalini that's the worst thing you can do because it's there it's 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 labeled in the uh in the uh the merck manual and some of these other uh 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 tools that they use to discern what your what your uh, uh, ailment is and how it should be uh, you know affected for you how, what what kind of diagnoses they want you to have and uh, you it's all written by sleeping people they have no idea what they're talking about they have no idea they just base it upon uh, people having similar symptoms and then what drugs will stupefy that person having similar symptoms and you don't want to be forced into stupefaction you may as well just call yourself a zombie and walk around you know drooling all day okay never tell your healthcare practitioner that you have kundalini and it's hard for people that have kundalini not to tell the truth all the time the kundalini compels us to tell the truth all the time and it's difficult to have to lie because our society doesn't accept levels of truth that that it needs to accept so you need to understand this this is part of the safety protocols. I should put this in the safety protocols. Don't tell your healthcare practitioner anything about Gundalini. Okay. Because they don't get it. They don't understand it. I mean, you know, you'll talk to them about having entities and they'll say, oh, well, we've got some schizophrenia going on here, I see. So let's see. So what do we have for schizophrenia here? They're opening their little drug kit. Oh yeah, let's 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 give him this. This will stupefy that symptom into into remission. Or you know, if you if you're getting happy, really happy, having bliss and ecstasy. <gasps> well, that sounds a lot like bipolar, doesn't it? Here we we need to fight against that. You can't be too happy in our society. So, <laughs> gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Am I right, Doctor Anthony? You've done this. You've been on that end of the deal. See, he's nodding yes. And I've done the same thing. You know, I've worked in medicine. You know, I cannot tell you how many levels of karma that I've collected because I was giving infants. I was giving infants immunizations. DPT, measles, mumps, rubella, the whole bit. I can't tell you how many little tiny babies I gave these shots to and adults okay never do it again but it, you know that doesn't help those that have already had it occur so yeah yeah it's very very important that you keep your privacy um, 
And uh, I don't know what you're talking about with my brother does it and eats it, uh, Marie. Let's see here. Okay, somebody's asking about the oh, jerk. I was going to say that um, my brother loves to roll in the dirt and he pretends to eat it. Pretends so to I eat? I was just chiming in. He pretends to eat the dirt. He rolls in the mud. He does this. He oh, I see. I see. He, That's for, he makes I see. kids happy by pretending he's eating mud and he's the mud monster. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> okay. understand. I understand. Well, thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones, uh, they're very interesting. You know, I, I, I actually did a video of those that I, I, I don't think I posted it because I didn't like the, uh, the way it came out. Not the information. The information was fine, uh, but I didn't like the, the way it came out. I may have to, to revisit that and see if I, see if I put that up. Yeah, yeah, they're talking about decreasing a 9 billion human population down to 500,000. Ouch. Ouch. You realize that's like 8.5 billion people need to die. See, that's not a good thing. We need to find a different way. Okay? We need to find a different way and and uh, that is not the way. The, the way really is to, because you got to remember that millions of people are dying every day. Every day, millions of people are dying. I mean, you know, they finish their life, they're going up, gone. Uh, what we need to do is initiate levels of birth control. No couple shall have more than two children. That's it. You get to replicate yourself. That's it. What do you think of that, Elizabeth? Oh, she sounds like she, she agrees with that. I, I was just reading a, uh, an article about this in the New York Times that our population is actually lowering um, our population growth. And by like 2100, there'll be around 10 billion people in the world, but we'll have flat growth because it's going to be mostly older people. Hmm. There you go. There you go. One foot on a banana peel, the other in the grave. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is the reality of it. We need to we need to stop the burgeoning population. Be, you know, being done through different religions. Do that. Yes, yes, Radu. Uh, sorry, Master. So I I put that up regarding the Georgia uh, Guidestones because you were talking about. Uh, sleepwalkers basically um people sleepwalking base basically so these georgia guidestones were erect and nobody questioned them who put them there why is it okay nobody batted an eye on well what happened to the message a, a group of people uh, got together and they bought the land okay that bought that piece of land and these were these were local guys they owned a quarry and stuff like that. So they had access to get the, the granite. And then, yeah, one day they put it up. They put it up, I think, in eight different languages. Uh, and they and it was definitely a like a Masonic type of message uh, that they were giving. Exactly. A lot, people, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it because the amount of death that it was espousing, you know, eight billion people having to die in order for the earth to... to uh, 
recalibrate itself. And I don't disagree. I mean, that would probably work. But there are better ways. There are better ways to do it. And just, you know, now they're sterilizing people already. They, you know, they sterilize people. They, uh, you know, this is already occurring. Uh, I think COVID, the COVID vax may also have a, a sterility effect on people as well. Um, so, you know, they're, they're sneaking it in one way or the other. Uh, and these are the people that, that want to control the world. The, the, uh, these are the people that come out here to where I live and they go to that little place they have in the Redwood Forest and they, they pray to Moloch, the owl god. So it's this 30-foot owl made out of wood that, that is Moloch, which is basically an ancient Babylonian deity and they pray to Moloch and they uh, they sacrifice it's humans they sacrifice you and I know you're going oh that couldn't happen in the United States but it could and it does and they sacrifice uh, somebody there each summer and uh, it could be a willing sacrifice too the person could be so into this that they want to sacrifice uh, look at the uh, the program that the, the movie the that Tom Cruise was in called Eyes Wide Shut. And that will give you the, the an idea of uh, these types of people. Um, a lot of them have a lot of money, and so they, you know, they feel that they're blessed by God because they have a lot of money, and because they have a lot of money and they're being blessed by God, nobody else is being blessed by God. Therefore, they can control other people that don't have as much money because those people aren't being blessed by God to have all this money and power, right? Did I? Did you get that, Matt? <laughs> Loud and clear. The place that you were actually talking about—that's called Bohemian Grove. Right, Bo Bohemian Grove. There you go. This that's, is right up my alley. That's exactly right. And they're twenty minutes away from me, you know. And and uh, I let them live. <laughs> I let them live. <laughs> it's too easy to stop things like that. But you know, this is this is interesting. This is something that. Uh, that we need to look at as Kundalini people. So, and this also comes back to an earlier uh, portion of our conversation where, you know, and I was telling you, don't bring outside gods and goddesses into the equation. Yeah, Matt, go ahead. And we discuss bliss and surrendering oneself into that bliss say again say repeat that please can we discuss bliss and surrendering oneself unto the bliss yeah one if you get bliss enough you have no choice but to surrender into it this is ecstatic bliss okay uh and you're frozen in place you you're paralyzed and it doesn't matter whether you're standing up or you're sitting down or you're laying in bed or you're, you know, walking in Central Park like Jolanta does. Uh, when ecstatic bliss comes upon you, you're frozen in place. And your body goes through heaving. Your, your body will heave with it as the waves of bliss circulate through your energetic anatomy. And then, so that's one kind of bliss. And the other kind of bliss you have, which is 
infusionary bliss. And so infusionary bliss is when you you start talking about something that your grace really agrees with. And then wham, boom, the bliss comes up and you start to sob, you start to cry, you start to he more heaving and and it takes a while to work your way through that. I'm going to ask Julia to explain what what happens to her. Go ahead, Julia. I don't know. I mean, it is what exactly what you just described. Um, sometimes I talk about certain things and Kundalini seems to like it. And I just being taken over of this bliss from within. And all I can do is just um, sobbing and um, just be present for that moment. And Magali watches, you, you, you watch her have bliss, don't you, right? And what do you do when you see her having bliss? I don't do anything, I just let, I don't do anything, I just let her have the bliss. Right, that's exactly right, you just let it happen. You just let the bliss occur. Now, if you're driving a car, if you're driving a car and the bliss comes up, you do need to pull off the road. Seriously pull off the road. And, you know, get off the road as quickly as you can. Ask the Kundalini to hold it back until you can get to a safe place where you can have the bliss. Don't think you can just handle it. Because it's a force beyond measure. And typically it won't happen while you're driving the car. Although I've had some interesting things happen to me while I've been driving. So yeah, it, it, it is important for you to, to realize that, that bliss takes you over. It takes you over. And to, to and it goes back to what you asked, Matt, is like, how do you surrender to bliss? Well, you don't have no choice. You have no choice but to surrender to bliss. Now, you can get yourself into a safe position that you can ask her, it's like, oh no, because I can feel it coming from a distance. When I'm talking and I say something that really, shoot, boom, I hear it, it's coming for me. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, wham. It hits and it hits really hard. It hits like a ton of bricks, really. Like, everybody know what a ton of bricks is? Is that it? an American thing. It hits really strong. <laughs> it hits very, very strongly. And you have no choice. You have no choice but to surrender to it. No choice whatsoever. Um, sometimes, <laughs> as you, so many of you who, who come to these Zooms every, every week, you've seen me going to bliss, right? And uh, I'm heaving and I'm crying and and uh, and I just hate it. <laughs> it just it feels really good. Don't get me wrong. It feels really good, but I'm here to give a service. I'm here to do this work with you, and and it's really conflicting for me to have bliss and try to do this work because you can't really talk and have bliss. You realize that you can't talk. So I'm sitting here on camera going, uh, 
Uh, you know, and it looks terrible. The optics on it are just horrible. <laughs> you know, people looking at me having a blizzard going, oh my God. Uh, oh, God. That's, oh, that looks horrible. <laughs> Turn your camera off, Chris, if we can't take it. You know, so the optics are never really pleasant. Uh, but the feeling is really, it, it, it's a, it's a love beyond measure. It's a love beyond measure. And when, when Kundalini comes into you in those moments, it's so strong and it's so powerful that you just have to heave and cry and sob and let your body move the way it needs to move. Like I observed Julia having it, you know, she'll be on her hands and knees just sobbing crazy sobbing like you know and anybody else looking at that is going to go oh my god what happened to her we need to help her no that's the furthest thing that she she doesn't need any help at all she's doing great so uh yeah you don't need help with bliss as, as far as that goes but you do need to let it run its course and the course that it can run can last for a while uh, you'll reach a peak with it. You'll reach a peak, and it, it'll feel like it's stabilizing a little bit. Then you'll reach another peak over that peak. And then it'll come all come down. Sometimes at once it comes down, and that's when you can get really depressed. If you don't want know what's occurring, that's when a severe depression can come into you. And the depression is there because the bliss is gone and the body and the mind and the ego and the soul is all lamenting it's lamenting the loss of the bliss now if you know what's going on like with julia she knows what's going on and so she can recover immediately you know just like blowing her nose wiping her eyes you know just like she can recover immediately like same with me you know i blow my nose and and wipe my wipe my eyes out and, and that's fine but if you don't know what's occurring you can get depressed and i want you to know that in advance right now don't let your bliss depress you it's going to come and then it's going to go and that's exactly as it should be because here's the deal if you had bliss 24 7 you would you would stay alive about maybe a day and then your body would begin to shut down. Okay. It's too strong. It's too powerful. Seriously, too strong and too powerful for you to have it all the time. And a lot of these people come to me and say, Oh, oh, Mr. Chrisum, I want to have Kundalini. Give me all you got, baby. Give me, give me all you got. And I just think, and I just laugh inside myself. I just, I just laugh and just go, oh, God, no, no, you don't want that. But this is the, you know, these are the signs of innocence. These are the signs of an innocent person who doesn't really know what they're asking for. But as far as uh, your question, Matt, as far as that goes, bliss is an amazing experience, and I strongly suggest that you have it as much as possible. 
let it come let it go let it don't attach to it see that's the thing you don't attach to it and the more you don't attach to it the more you attract its presence within you the more you attach to it the less it's going to happen okay good question man thank you for asking that anybody else have a question Barbara Whedon says, creative energy flows through me after bliss. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eduardo says, uh, looks good, and you radiate it to all in the session. Well, I guess. <laughs> um, Radu says, thank you, Master Kristen. This has been especially helpful. Okay, so you're very welcome, everybody. And Khalid, for Daos is from Afghanistan. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Uh, don't get yourself killed for watching for for participating here. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Tamer says, I always wanted to specialize in psychiatry, but now I think giving drugs to people is bad and there's other much better ways to heal like meditation. Do you think I should find something else? Dr. Anthony, I'd, I'd like you to respond to that. About giving medications? about uh, specializing in psychiatry and giving medita medication and, and uh, you know, drugs I, are bad and there's a much better way I, to heal. Meditate. I looked at it. If they, they really needed it, I would, I would prescribe it. But I always had the message that the most important thing about living in this world is loving. I always told my patients that. And I also told them to forgive all the traumas, all the terrible things that happened in the past. Right. That coupled with the medicine actually seemed to help. And, uh, but I'm retired now and I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm not going back. There, there was a lot of, a lot of things that went on politically uh, that I didn't like about it. Although I, I, I cherish the fact that I had, I was able to help a lot of people. Well done, my friend. Well done. So, so, what my Kundalini has told me about this, this goes for medicine as well, uh, Tamer. Take the positives from what the medical community is offering and let go of the negatives. Okay? You let go of the negatives. Anthony, turn that mic off, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, you... you uh, so, for instance, you know, I have this heart condition. I've had a myocardial infarction, right? And, uh, you know, I have to... Well, she makes me. <laughs> Kundalini makes me take some of their medications. I otherwise would not have taken them, okay? But she forces me to take these medications, and I do. And... Uh, and she understands, she says, there's balance to be had here. Not all of science is evil. Not all of, of, uh, of spiritual ways and means of healing are evil. There's balance. You can take some of this and you can leave some of it. But, you, but in your case, I want you to take this. And so I do. Okay, and uh, but she's also given me certain things that the the MDs don't don't uh, 
don't know about, like my uh, blood pressure tea. John knows about that, okay? Uh, but I'm also taking, uh, uh, you know, Ubiquinol by, uh, thank you, Eduardo. Uh, I'm also taking, um, you know, Red Panax Ginseng and CoQ10 and, and uh, you know, a lot of these different things. And, 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 and Eduardo was so kind to, to send me as a Christmas present. You know, it's very nice of him. Thank you, Eduardo. And so I'm taking these these things that are outside of the medical paradigm, you know, and and, and you know, Julia Magnoli, you know, my privacy is asked, well, how are you doing? How do you feel? And I said, well, I don't feel bad, and I don't. You know, I'm I'm. There are certain challenges to my health, but I don't feel bad, and I think a lot of that has to do with the Kundalini. I just don't feel bad. My health may not be the best, but when you've had Kundalini as long as I have, and you, you choose to live in society, it's going to take a toll on your health. I've had it for over 62 years. And the body can only stand so much grace. It's like I was talking about bliss. The body can only stand so much bliss before it's destroyed. And the same thing happens with, with the kundalini in the body. The body can only stand so much enlightenment before it moves on. You understand? No? Maybe? A little bit? A little bit? <laughs> so... I have to take much better care of myself than I've ever had to in the past because I trusted Kundalini to take care of me because I was always in dire straits. I was always in, you know, difficult situations. But, but these days, you know, I have to take the medicine and I have to go to the doctor's office and I get the uh, acupuncture and that's very effective for me and I suggest it for any of you. Uh, you know, I understand they don't really have a clue about what they're talking about. But they're treating me like I don't have a clue that they don't have a clue. But I do have that clue. <laughs> I do more research than they do. I've made connections to myocardial infarction that they would never have thought to make. I could publish it and, and be famous like Dr. Anthony, but you know, I'm kind of like, you know, relaxed with that. Here's something. This is for the for the men out here. If you have low testosterone and you haven't checked your testosterone levels, if you have low testosterone, you're inviting a myocardial infarction. Especially if you have low testosterone and high blood pressure. Okay, testosterone is a master hormone. It's a master hormone. It, 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 it works on many, many different areas of the body, not just the testicles. Many other areas, like heart rhythm. It works on heart rhythm. Okay? And so if you have low T or low testosterone, you need to supplement that some way. Use ginseng. Red Panax ginseng is good for that. Um, I suppose if you could get uh, testosterone 
things, uh, you know, the hormone itself, I suppose that would be good for that. Bring it up to low normal. You don't want to go over a board because what's been scaring the doctors away from, from uh, uh, testosterone therapies with myocardial infarction is the fact that one study in Australia, of course the Aussies, one study in Australia, you know, studied a group of 14 guys that were using testosterone to to recover and they all overdid the testosterone because they all wanted to get their erections back or whatever it was and some of them died some of them had a myocardial infarction they invited it back and and, and I was never in the in the camp for that I was always getting it to low normal and I have and I do and it works and so this is something that you want to be aware of my friends all of you that have testicles out there be aware of that make sure that you're able to to bring your blood pressure down so that's why you're not drinking the caffeine that's not why you're not taking so much sugar that's why you're doing the exercise that's why you're losing the weight now as you age as you get into your 40s 50s and 60s you men you're going to start collecting weight because the the testosterone is is diminishing and so you you begin to exercise more you begin to lose any excess weight that you don't need and uh, that alone will keep your blood pressure down okay and uh, so this is yeah this is and John John writes to this uh, Barbara Barbara said <laughs> oh I, I have a lot to, to, to respond to Barbara said my husband has to go get a defibrillator inserted in this week yeah 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 this should go well they'll just angio that in Barbara that's not a bad deal it's not that hard you know it's not a big deal John says I'm experiencing a lot of heat and swelling these days and it's freaky I noticed that this is kundalini energy that is blocked from rising why do you say that John what makes you think that you could block anything of a kundalini nature from rising well I can feel that when I do for example if I'm uh, I make bed or I'm vacuuming as I was yesterday cleaning the room up uh, I noticed that I feel this heat and I feel the energy moving up through my body and then it gets to a certain level and it's like it's being held down I think it's more your response to Kundalini that you're feeling. It's okay. not uh -huh. Kundalini itself. The Kundalini itself will, if it wants to rise, it's going to rise. <laughs> no choice. It's like bliss. You got no choice in that, right? But what what you do feel, especially if it's like if you're feeling that in the seventh chakra, uh, it, you'll feel the effect of the corona around the head. Now, see that you have the Kundalini coming up, right? The the Chitrini channel it comes up the Chitrini channel and it blossoms or it fountains out of the fontanelle right here right the fontanelle that's why it's called the fontanelle it fountains out but the corona right here which is emanating from your temples is expanding as well and so it's expanding out and that corona will encase it will encase the kundalini that's flowing out at certain moments and you'll feel that pressure you'll also feel like you can't 
you don't want to go through a doorway and because your your energy hits the top of the door you know i mean it's it's a very tactile thing so yeah it's good it's good the I don't think you're being blocked at all, John. I think you're doing really well. I really do. Well, thank you, Chris. But um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I, what I feel is that this is all the crap that I poured into my system to, you know, I'm trying to get rid of it. So what I figured is that when I get these experiences of heat and suppression and all the rest of it, which, as I, you know, has come from me originally, um, I just, you know, I can go out for a vigorous uphill walk or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, is, this, this is really good, is it? Absolutely. Like the, 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 the girls that I'm working with right now, uh, June Magali, they go to the gym and they start working out at the gym. I mean, you know, they do the yoga, they do the cardio, they do the arms, they do the, the, the lower body, the upper body. Um, and then they have, in addition to their kundalini practice that they do every day so yeah john definitely definitely yeah you're you're right on target well uh, done great um and you know i'm like i'm 66 now um i don't know what my testosterone levels are but they feel like they really dropped get them checked okay you don't have to you know it's not it's a blood test that's all it is it's an easy blood test okay you know, it has nothing to do with the penis or the testicles. You just get the blood test. They measure the amount in the blood. And then they determine whether you have free testosterone. Uh, and it's the free testosterone that you want to have in, in, in more abundance. Because out of all the testosterone, if you got 100% testosterone, the free testosterone will only take up 20%. <coughs> the rest of the testosterone is used to to work with the different organs in the body not just reproductive organs but heart rhythm lungs uh, all of it brain everybody it's a master hormone and so it's it's used it's disseminated by the body in different ways but the free testosterone is what you want to have uh what you want to build okay okay thank you all you wanted to know about testosterone in five minutes so <laughs> I'll sell the book. Uh, let's see. Jordan Stevens says, uh, we're talking about love here. Uh, <laughs> Could you talk about love and what it is? Out of the different practices in the safeties, love is the one I feel the least clarity about. Love is appreciation. It is gratitude. It is trust. It is giving yourself through trust into a surrender equation with your kundalini it is it is feeling this closeness to you this goodness this you know that 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 levels out with bliss and so when you have you had bliss yet jordan so when you have bliss and you will have the bliss when you have the bliss you'll understand the other side of the coin of what love actually is so the do you do you love your mom why? Care about her. No. Why? Why do you love her? So, yeah. so I'll help you with it. So, for the reasons that you love your mother, the same reasons can be used to bring love into the equation for your kundalini and for other people. I love my mom. My mom is really great. Great person. She's still a great person, even though she's she's not around at the. Well, she is around, but not in the way that people think. 
so I love my mom. She's great. She's great. And I love her for, for the care and the kindness and the concern and the dedication that she put into my upbringing and what she helped me with my kundalini and all of these different things. My mom is just great, great. Love her to pieces. And I can take that love that she instilled into me and I can give it to Khalid. I can give it to Elizabeth. I can give it to Max and to Christina and to Andani and to Barbara and to David and to Mehdi, Eduardo, Vincent, Tamer, Radu, Julia, Magali, Dulanta, everybody here, Marie. I can give that love because she gave it so that I can give it. Love is not something you just keep in your... You can't be selfish and have love. Okay? Love is, is, is transitory. You give love. I give love to Elizabeth McKee. I give love to Chimanta. I give that love because it has to be given. It has to be given. In order for you to hold it, you must give it. You understand, Jordan? So... So when I'm giving love to Tamer or Vincent or Eduardo or something like that, um, I give the love and the appreciation, but the portion that I give of it is replicated within me, and it stays there. So the more you give, the more you receive. When I give love to John, boom. I feel that wave of love impregnate itself into my fourth chakra. And it's there forever. When, my, when, when I die and I ask someone to put me on a wood chipper, you know what a wood chipper is, right? And I, I go up the conveyor belt and I hit the... You know, then there's me on the ground, right? Wherever the heart chakra part of that wood chipped body goes... That love is still there. And as it melts into the ground, that love is still there. See what I'm saying? Love is permanent. It's never destroyed. Especially when held and, and experienced by a kundalini person. Okay? I hope that helps a little bit. The more you give, the more you get. Hatred can be seen as an opposite of love. Worse than hatred, though, is indifference. Indifference. Okay. Uh, link to the safeties. David, sir, would you please post a link to our safeties or, or uh, Vincent? Okay. Yes, I will post it. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Indifference would be the the lack of caring, and the lack of caring is a lack of love. Okay? The opposite. Hatred means that you're still going to invest energy into that equation, whatever, whatever it is. You know, hatred means you're still paying attention to whatever it is that you're hating. Okay. So this is why I tell you to ignore the entities. 
that, that come to talk to you and to, to, to try to manipulate. You ignore them because when you ignore them, you rob them of energy. You're not giving them even love. Even if you're angry at them or you hate them, you're still giving some sort of a love energy to them. With indifference, there's nothing to give. You understand? Indifference is very powerful. So I hope that works. I hope that helped you, Jordan, a little bit. And, and we can talk more about that if you want. And let's see. Uh, Jordan says, I notice high-dose vitamin D, ashwagandha, cordyceps, and exercise all boost testosterone. There you go, my friends. Thank you, Jordan. There you go. Anyone has low T, you copy it. You copy that down right now. I'll say it again. And this is for those of you listening on the podcast. Uh, high dose vitamin D, but don't go too high with the vitamin D. There's too you can have too much vitamin D, and it's not helpful. But go high dose. What do you what? How many milligrams do you recommend, Jordan? Uh, I take four thousand IU a day. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so four thousand IU's of vitamin D, and then I'd say what five hundred milligrams of ashwagandha. Um, something like that, and you want one that's at least, I think, 5 or 7% with aniloids, which is the active compound. Okay, all right. And then cordyceps and exercise all boost testosterone. This is for the men. Ladies, you do not want to do this. <laughs> for, you, for you ladies, we're boosting estrogen. Estrogen is your testosterone. Okay. So keep your estrogen strong and high. Okay, because ladies get myocardial infarctions as well. Right, Jolanta? Right, right. Okay. I asked Jolanta because she's a medical nurse. She's a hospital nurse. She knows about these things. She works on the cardiac wards. And, and you know, she's really good at what she does. Really good. All right. Moving on. Uh, and Donnie speaks to everybody says could you speak about your experience with ebbs and flows Kristen? i have a video on ebbs and flows <laughs> for the first time in six years i feel kundalini has quieted a lot for me at this moment uh well it actually and donnie it hasn't quieted for you 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 have quieted for it you have reached a level of acclimation where your phenomena that you were experiencing really high and hard in the past, the past six years, you have acclimated to that. And so now you need to move into the next stage of expression. It's like Julia. Okay. Uh, Julia, you know, she spent the last uh, six years with me in Britain uh, working in a virus laboratory with really, really, really difficult situations, difficult interpersonal situations. But she didn't start out that, you know, when, when, when I first started working with Julia, she was working at McDonald's and that lasted a single 24 hour day. And, <laughs> and then we were working, uh, you know, to get her work. And then we, we found her another job and, 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 you know, she was doing cleaning work. She was cleaning for these different companies and, and they noticed, you know, what a great worker she is, what a, you know, what a great job she is. So they hired her, okay? And 
so once she was stable within her financial situation, she could pay her rent, she could buy food, she could do all these things. Then I started to work on her in a greater level of, of attention. And then she was, she was exercising, she was running, she was doing these different things. She was eating a certain way. She was sleeping a certain way. She was saying mantras. She was saying, you know, she was doing all of this different work that I, that I was giving her to do. And she was coming into really strong levels of Kundalini. And then she moved through them into a different stage. And from that stage, she moved through to another stage and another stage and another stage and another stage. She started out with having like 47 really strong entities attached to her that were really driving her to depression. At this time, she only has eight. She got rid of all of that negative influence. Okay. It's the same thing with Magdalene. 13, 14 years ago, Magdalene and I started working and, uh, you know, she had an entity infection because of the scenario that happened at a seminar I gave. And, you know, they were trying to, to ruin her life, to direct her life. And Magali, the same as Julie, she started working. She started working hard. She's got this beautiful, excellent work ethic. And she practiced and she practiced and she meditated and she meditated. And we, we did the dream work. We did the, you know, all the different things. I met her in person over and over and over and over again. And, you know, she's come out of this with such a great level of balance and a great level of understanding of her kundalini. So, and Donnie, you got to get to work. <laughs> you got to really, I, I, I kid you not, you've got to, you've got to really lift the weight. You can't be satisfied with your kundalini you can't just sit there and go okay yeah i'm kundalini activated i don't need to work anymore i can just relax with it it's not giving me any problems it's 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 stable i'm not having strange hand movements anymore i'm good I'm good. You're not good. Part of you is going, hey, hey, hey. Looking in the mirror going, Anthony, there's another stage you need to get to. <laughs> so, Anthony. So, Anthony. And Donnie. I mean, I'm sorry, and Donnie. So, and Donnie, I, I, you know, it's time to work. It's time to get back to work. How often do you do the five Tibetans? I didn't, before I wasn't doing the, the five Tibetans because I was getting head pressure and so on. Yeah, you still got to do them. You still got to do them. Mm -hmm. Julia gets head pressure. She's doing five T's. Magdalene gets head pressure. She's not even doing the five T's. She gets the head pressure. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> you got to work through the head pressure. The head pressure is going to come. The head pressure is going to come. There's certain things you can do to alleviate the head pressure. I think... Uh, the ashwagandha that uh, Jordan was talking about also has a positive effect on the head pressure as well. Okay, but you have to practice. You have to do a practice, a very, very specific practice. I'll give you one if you want. 
but it's not going to be easy. It's going to actually take up your time. And that goes for everybody here. I'll give you any of you. I'll give it to you, but I'm only going to give it to you if you do it. You don't, I don't want you wasting my time. I've got other things I can do. Okay, not suggesting you would waste my time, but, you know, I'll give Felicia, David, Tamer, Eduardo, Vincent, Kristen, oh, that guy, I can't trust him, I won't give him, Jennifer, <laughs> really, really, really important that you do this work. Um, so with ebbs and flows, I feel the Kundalini constantly, constantly. I hear it constantly, but you can't go off of what I have because I've been born with this. I've had this since I was little. I, I mean, I've heard the frequencies since I was a little kid, and I was transported all over the place during my dream life, my early dream life, for the first 12 years of my life. Okay, and mine was a shamanic thing. Okay, mine... The last life I lived was a shaman, and uh, these were this is the areas that she took me to every night for the first twelve years of my life, and and so, you know, I was the kid that would go sit out on the on the Indian burial mound, and uh, and talk to the spirits and ask them for a gift, which they always gave. They were always very nice about that. Um, I was that kind of a kid. Okay, I was, you know, let's go find a haunted house and mess with it, you know, that type of thing. And and uh, so, uh, for me, my ebbs and flows really had more to do with how I established interpersonal relationships with other people and how I was able to hold sacred space for for people. I, I knew things about them that, that they didn't know that I knew. And so I just had to hold that sacred silence. Um, my, my ebbs and flows had to do with the amount of service I gave on Donnie. Uh, how much, what, what was the quality of the service that I gave? How much did I exert myself? How much money did I spend on helping other people? What, you know, was it all about me collecting as much money? Did I give money to Julia or to Magdali or to anybody else? You know, did, did I accept money from, from people? You know, all of these different qualities uh, come together and, and coalesce into the different levels of ebbs and flows that a person can have with Kundalini. And, and, but for me, it's a different deal because I'm just at a different stage of it. You know, I'm kind of at that stage where you you evaporate, which is why the last time uh, we did this program, I said, I'm looking for oblivion. Okay, I'm looking for oblivion. And, and, and yeah, yeah. But I have a while, I have a while before anything like that happens because, you know, I have, uh, I have responsibilities that I have to hold on to and I have to, just like you, you know, it doesn't matter what stage you were at. And Donnie, you still have responsibilities. And one of your responsibilities, I see, and Donnie, is to further yourself into your grace. You have the ability, you have the energy. Now further yourself into it. Okay? 
get back into. Do those five Tibetans. Don't worry about the head pressure. It'll come, it'll go. It's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be a comfortable thing. Okay? All right. Moving on here. I'm going to... What's going on here? Um, Radu says, very. And then the opposite of love. Can I link to the safeties? There's the link. And the... Oh, David. Oh, David gave you the absent, the ebb and the flow video. God, David, you are so right on. I just you just amaze me sometimes. Okay, all right. So, so there we have it for the for the chat room. Now, does anybody have any other questions or issues they want to discuss with me in the here and now in this podcast? Looking out across the Zoom audience. Hey, I have a question. I apologize, Mac. Couldn't raise my hand. That's okay. Um, I just have a general question about dealing with anger because lately i would say maybe the past six months anger anger frustration seems to arise within me much more abruptly from even the smallest of things yeah this is your you you have your you're extremely sensitized imagine imagine having menstruation on top of this matt you can get an idea what the girls go through so you're extremely sensitized by the kundalini and this affects your your patience levels now you got to be really careful with your daughter you have to bend over backwards to be ultra patient for her but she will also not trigger you the same way that other people will trigger you okay and so what you must do is you must realize that you're oversensitized because of kundalini and that you need to take a step back, take a, take some breathing, breathe through your nose, and let people do what they're going to do. Okay, if they're harming you, then don't let that happen. You know, but but take a step back and don't let your ego um, magnify that which is irritating. In other words, don't participate in the irritation. Forgive it, let it go. Say a prayer to your kundalini of gratitude for giving you the opportunity to forgive that person or that situation and move on with it. You're going to have to do this, Matt. And as, you, as you walk barefoot on the earth, uh, you, you know, if this happens while you're barefoot, you can send that agar right down the grounding that your feet are connecting to. You don't have to experience it full force, full on, all the time. Okay. You don't have to do that. Uh, you can channel it right down to the bottoms of your feet into the earth. Now, if you if you're not uh, grounded with like bare feet at that time, just forgive it. Take a step back. Well, you got The first thing you do is take that step back in your mind. You take a step back. Oh, this guy's being a dick. Okay, Mr. Dick. I'm going to forgive you. <laughs> I'm going to forgive you. You cut me off on the road here. I'm going to forgive you. Drive on. Do what you need to do. But I'm not going to hold on to the anger, man. I don't want you to hold on to the anger. I don't want you to go into areas of... Uh, a revenge or retribution stay away from that okay you understand are, are you driving yes right i now? understand 
You drive. Yeah, yourself. I'm driving. <laughs> and don't text and drive. And don't put your cell phone in your pocket. Ever. Okay. None of you should put your cell phone in your pocket. Ever. Get one of those sleeves if you can. One of those anti-EMF sleeves. You can get them on Amazon. Marie is asking, if it's okay to ask, is there anyone should work on what, Marie? Um, my, um, my, this year. The, this year? I'm, I'm able to talk to my son now. Um, you go ahead. I'm able, so ahead. I can talk to my son. I've been able to talk to my son almost every day. Good. Um, 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 it's okay. How do I continue to keep that going? I mean, he's everything to me. And I, um, his dad blocked me earlier a couple of days ago over something ridiculous. Marie, and I, Marie, go talk with your son. It's all right. Good, good, good. All right. Well, anybody else got a question or a comment or a complaint? that they'd like to make. All right, everybody, uh, we've been at this for almost three hours now, so if you'd like to to go uh, and enjoy the, the remnants of your New Year's Day, <laughs> I want to say uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, get yourself ready, put your seatbelt on for what's happening in this new year and try to stay as balanced as you can stay as forgiving as you can and stay as grateful to grace as you can okay nothing is fixed in this world in other words change is constantly happening to everyone you're welcome brett you're welcome and happy new year to you brett and happy new year to everybody here and uh, if you have any questions that you haven't asked because it was too personal, well, you feel free to uh, to write to me, and I will answer that for you as best I can. I love you all. I love and you my, too. My love will never stop. Never stop. <laughs>